This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun. We might actually learn something along the way. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. And this is our show. Hello, Dave. Hi, Ian. How are you? I'm, I'm, you know what? Hmm. I'm not going to answer that question. Why not? Because... I need to know how you're doing. You know, I don't really want to talk about it. That's why I'm asking. Mm -hmm. We are going to talk about it. How are you? I want you, I want feelings. Uh I want emotions. Mm -hmm. I want tears at some point, whether Mm -hmm. they're yours or mine. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. I'm Dave. That's Ian. It's getting real in the blanket for tonight. Yeah. Team Clear Coat Podcast. It's about cars. Sometimes there's tears. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I, this evening, I think you noticed I did not drive my, my Volkswagen over. Yep. You did not. And I did... The thing, so when you check the oil in your car, uh huh, you know most people use the the dipstick, or in modern cars they use the little menu, right? No. What I like to do is I like <laughs> to just look underneath my car. No, and I just use subtraction, and however much oil is underneath <laughs> my car, you just know is not in the car. It's not in the car anymore. What did you break another oil pan? So this will be three in two years, Ian. I am going to put a lift kit on your car while you're traveling. And it was on a road that, like, I know, and it doesn't matter. We've had our winter thermal cycle. There's new potholes and shit everywhere now. It was, it was horrendous. And I think, it, I don't think it's a huge crack because I was fine. I did, So it, ha- it happened yesterday. Okay. It hap- I know exactly where it happened. Where? Unless it was, you don't want to say. No, it's fine. On spear, so you know when you're on spear and you can you have your you can go Are you the, going northish or southish? You're going southish. Okay. Southish. Towards Cherry Creek away from the mountains. Correct. Okay. South and east. Uh-huh. Right. And so you're you're you This can go, really plays well with people in Idaho. Yeah, I know. We, so uh spear is kind of like the main thoroughfare that kind of like cuts through the grid of Denver like yeah. it goes uh, southeast and northwest and so it's a it's a big long big wide smooth road for, mo- for the most part so there's one section that's near where i live where you can go underneath a tunnel or if you need to go a slightly different way to get on another main like, road yep yep you can go you can take the little ramp up uh-huh. by the hospital to go to broadway and it was on that ramp no way yeah there's just like a huge buckle in the road. Uh-huh. And then somebody just like came by with a with a cement truck and just like dumped like a big wad of concrete on it. Yep. Yep. I've seen those repairs before where it's like it it, it can go a couple different ways, but finish your story. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what yeah, I've seen. Yeah. It just looked like a big mass of blacktop. Right. That was that was arched, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I, for some reason I've seen that as a, a pothole repair, mm-hmm. and I, I don't get it because it's a giant hazard, right? Right. Emotionally and physically. Yeah. But I, the other time that I've seen it is when the, the pothole has been driven on too soon. Yes. Where, like, part of it will be down, which pushes the other part up. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I have seen what you're talking about, where it is just, like, 
a mound of blacktop sitting on the street. Right. It literally looks like somebody just walked over and dumped a thing of blacktop on it. Yeah. Fixed it! And then, like, yeah. walked away. Like, made a blacktop sandcastle on the road. Yes. Right? I don't... And the, the crazy thing is that there was, like, two of them. Oh, wow. And so I was negotiating the first one and then hit the second one as a oh, result. How bad was the sound? It was bad. <laughs> but... I thought, wow, it didn't, it didn't like throw me up in the air like the last time. Oh. So I, I thought maybe I would have gotten away with it. You are riding the velodrome fixed gear bicycle of cars. It's, I, you my, but are. like my car is low, but it is not, it could, <laughs> it's not that low. Ian, could you send it through a car wash? Yeah, I take it through car washes. No. Well, I don't take it through car washes <laughs> because of the paint. So, ha. No, there was one where you, could, you couldn't put your wheel in the track. No, 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 no. It was, I couldn't reach the, th- I couldn't reach the thing. No, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a car wash on the Colorado and the, the payment thing is like set for SUV height. <laughs> and so I'm like, I had to get out of my car to pay. That I, I and I went through it. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. How many times have you wondered if your car is going to get on the lift at Discount Tire? And there's some light puckering uh, that happens <laughs> when that happens when I take it there. Some light puckering. Ian, we got to get you a car that's fun that has a normal ride height. I should just fix the ride height. It's it's insane. You know, you need to swap suspensions. You need a winter and a summer suspension. I've thought about it. <laughs> of course you have. I've considered that. I've considered it. Hey, so, I mean, like, when the coilovers are adjustable, is it adjustable in height as well? Yeah, you can get adjustable coilovers for that car. Uh, right. And 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 height adjustment. Okay. Um, the rear suspension is a little weird for that, but yeah, you can you can they make they make those. But I didn't want coilovers because the coilovers are most of the coilover setups for that car are we like really really stiff. Right, right. And they don't ride as well as my setup. Uh-huh. So imagine what that's like. Right. Ian. My God, what are you doing? I don't know. But remember how I said I didn't want. I was like, I'm only going to talk about it if you could be supportive. Okay, okay, okay. I know I'm an idiot. I don't know. Okay. I don't need. I, right now, I don't need anyone to point out that I'm an idiot because okay. I am well aware of an idiot. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Because the oil, it, the oil, like actually, like came out and it formed the puddle. It was really crazy formed the shape <laughs> of the sentence you're an idiot and then just dollar signs uh-huh. okay all right let me this is a ch- this is a challenge uh-huh. for me mm-hmm. right as it is for you because i want to remain honest mm-hmm. during this process oh yeah i believe that honesty is very important yeah but also i want to remain supportive mm-hmm. i don't want to falsely tell you that everything's going to be okay oh yeah right mm-hmm so I think that sometimes support might not look like just uh, just the being the wind beneath your wings. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Sometimes uh-huh. there's a little bit of mountain dew that gets splashed into your <laughs> face as well. <laughs> what? This analogy has gone way off the rails. Metaphor. Okay. All Whatever right. It is. Given the situation that you're in, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. 
what do you think your next steps are besides uh, having your car towed to the mechanic again? Uh, like, well, that's it. That's that's pretty much the extent of my thought okay. right now. Okay. Um, have you sourced another oil pan yet? No, he will do that. Okay. Okay. Um, he, I think, he just has them on speed dial at this point. Yeah, I was gonna ask. It's yeah. just a button that he pushes. Right. right. Like, like, <laughs> like whenever he sees my phone number. Uh huh. Like you know, pop some, up. Yeah, it just automatically. Yeah, it just automatically uh, uh, dials the 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 buy an oil pan thing. What? Why are you pulling out the the swear jar? We haven't Be- because touched in our forever. Fucking idiot president has a button on his desk that he hits for a diet coke. Like that's what your mechanic does for oil pans for you. <laughs> yep, it's true. Dollar in the swear jar. Appreciate I'm that. leaving the wallet out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I need that. That's what I need. <laughs> oh, I'm putting this That's away. the sort of support that I really need. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, I'm not going to daddy Warbucks your ridiculously yeah, low car. Yeah, I know. Um, okay. All right. So so you're going to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. Like, l- let's, let's talk through, like, the actual pragmatic reality of your duration of ownership with that vehicle. Okay. Like, yeah. I think, I mean... I've because I I did some soul searching on this not that long ago and yeah. I I actually think for uh an enthusiast car uh-huh. that I've slightly ruined really it's not been bad okay like I've had I had it, one catastrophic it, thing go bad with it I, I I'd like to ask something uh-huh. I think let's not let's not focus on the words good or bad uh-huh. in this assessment. Okay? Because I think I think if we if we bend our language enough, we could make a case for either side. Okay. All, All right. right. But I, I am honestly wondering what you envision the rest of your ownership of this vehicle looking like what you think that duration may be. Uh-huh. And things like that. That's that's what I'm really curious about. Yeah. Because you know like, do you plan to own it until it evaporates into dust? Yes. Okay. All right. Or, do, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, All right. I do. Okay. You, pl- you plan on owning it until, d- do you feel that there will be some kind of breaking point with it? What kind of failure would it take for the car to experience before, besides a collision? Right. Right. That uh, <laughs> I think if I lost, if I had like a catastrophic engine failure, uh huh, or a collision of some of some kind, yeah, c- collision, we can just chalk that, yeah, sure, that's its own thing, but, but that would be about it. Something, what about maybe like m- maybe like bundle engine transmission, yeah, yeah, yeah. Transmission. But not necessarily like all wheel drive system. That's if I, le- yeah, if I like left pieces of the transmission right on the highway, right, right. That would probably be it for that car, right. just from a financial perspective. Right, right. But yeah, barring something like that happening, yeah, yeah, no, I don't see and, ever and getting rid of it. The reason that I ask this is <clears throat> mm-hmm. because I I want to circle it back to the supportiveness. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if I have a realistic idea of what it's going to be like for you to own for how long you're going to be owning this car. Yeah. If I have that, then what I can do as your co-host 
and friend Mm -hmm. is I can start to equip myself with the toolkit necessary to support you through these kinds of things. Uh In addition to that equipping of the tool set, I can start spinning my mind around like getting my, just like my creative energy flowing around making the most of this vehicle. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. So let's talk about the paint. Okay. Okay. All right. The, the Volkswagen did a shit job with the clear coat. Correct. Right. This is no fault of yours. Correct. Right. It's peeling. Yes. And it's tough. It's tough to see. Yeah. Because a that's a gorgeous color red. Mm-hmm. Period. It's mm-hmm. a great red on a car. The implementation of red can make or break a vehicle. Mm. Right. I like. I really like some reds and some I hate. There's not a lot of middle of the road reds. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to say I'm just so happy we're getting into it. <laughs> no, I, Ian, I'm supporting you. I'm this is supporting why I you. Beer over. <laughs> you think it was for our guest? <laughs> it was not. You were the guest the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, on top of the color red, mm-hmm. right? I think your car is a fantastic looking car. Mm-hmm. And you are correct in that it is the coolest golf. Yes. I, if I didn't know you, I would think the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So I, I think you and I need to start, start seriously thinking about what we can do with the paint of your car for some kind of budget. Because I, yeah. w- I want you to be excited about this vehicle. I don't want you to just see the mechanical issues that you have like a, a, a broken oil pan or think of something like that. And I know it's easy to do because if your vehicle wasn't so good on the track, you probably would have gotten rid of it. Yes, true. Right? Yeah. It's fantastic on the track. It has one of the best exhaust notes known to man. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an amazing package. I just said you have an amazing package, Ian. All right? So let's, let's focus on kind of – let's focus on what we can do to – put a little bit of work into it mm-hmm. to make it something that you enjoy even more. <clears throat> yeah. I think um, having another um, uh, employed person move into my house <laughs> and start feeding my children, that would probably be number one. Let's talk about and then... pragmatic, realistic results, Ian. <laughs> like if you and I, uh-huh. like l- let's just say, what if mm-hmm. you and I took a day all right, and s- wet sanded the hood of the car mm-hmm. and put some vinyl over it. Yeah. Tried t- we try a vinyl wrap just on maybe like just the hood. Yeah, yeah, we can right. Do that. That would fun. would you be willing to do? Because I would love to do something like that, sure. right? And if it works, then guess what? We do the rest of the now. Panels. Will the vinyl conform to the hobo shaped dent that's in the hood? It certainly will. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good. I yeah. want that accentuated. Oh, we and we can hobo bottoms go here. <laughs> we can sharpie uh-huh. around it like like a, a body at a crime scene. Uh-huh. We can sharpie the hobo butt print. Yeah, yeah, that's be, that'd be Just perfect. Vagrant butts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the dent in your hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Fun. It, because it doesn't pop out. It's, no, no. I, do, I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. No, the 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 paint issues sort of attract the eye, <laughs> and they kind of. Fl- draw the eye away from the hobo butt dent if i was to buy like a uh, if i was to buy some vinyl off of ebay Mm -hmm. right some nice like 3m you know legit Mm -hmm. vinyl 
What what colors are we talking about? What would you what would you like to see on there that you could see mapping to the whole car? Would you want to stick with a red? I don't know. I, I've thought because the interior bits would line up, like those little bits that you see when you open the doors and stuff. Right. Yeah. I've thought about doing just like basically the same like oh. tornado red. Yeah. Vinyl wrap. That'd be great. Um. I've also thought about doing it like the you know the gray and red i know what you're i know exactly what you're saying you're uh, talking about the porsche gt3 d- yeah the gt3 rs uh the 996 gt3 yeah. rs um with yeah. like the gray and red yeah let's see here <clears throat> you might have to look up 996 okay oh actually that that works down there yeah yeah okay the gray with some red accents right yeah basically just making it look like that Okay. Um, I thought it would be kind of cool. With the flying checkered flag and everything? Yeah, but like the checkered flag in... Like if I was going to do a custom wrap, uh-huh. if I was going to spend money on a custom wrap, yeah. I think I would do that, uh-huh. Uh huh. but make it with the R at the end of oh, the checkered flag nice. and make the red be tornado red. Nice. Um, that would be cool. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. Um. But I don't have money to do a custom wrap. Yeah, that's, that gets, that's pricey. That gets expensive. And at that point, I might as well just paint the car. Yeah, right. You know? Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But look at it this way, right? The The paint is not, the paint's not going to get any better on its own. No. Right? It, it It's not. So right. either you and I take some 3,000 grit sandpaper to it mm-hmm. and a bucket of water one day. Yeah. Or we, we just keep watching it flake off. And I still have this piece of clear coat. That's good. It, but the, the paint doesn't bother me that much. But I'm just trying to figure out a way we could inject some additional joy into your car. Because I get plenty of joy from it. I'm saying additional joy. Yeah. The ride height is something you're not going to change. Just being able to drive it more often would be more joy than well, I currently get out of it. Well, you need, yeah, that would require a lot of things changing. I don't think that's, well, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with changing anything on the car. Right, exactly. Um, no, but I, I do know like the, the plan for this year was to do a suspension refresh on it because I did the suspension four years ago. Okay. And I know I need the like I know the rear shocks need to be rebuilt because they're getting a bit mm-hmm. clunky now. And you went you went with Coney's on this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. so you send the inserts off or how does that work? Yeah, they should I th- yeah, they have lifetime warranty, so they just okay. get sent back to Coney and they get rebuilt. Okay. So that's not that big of a deal. And I might... And your mechanic would like pull them and send them mm-hmm. and then just bill you like time and materials for sending that stuff? Right. Okay. And then and then I'll probably... I think I'm going to buy some springs that aren't so low. Oh, okay. All right. If I do that. Okay. So, But that was on the, that was on the list for like this fall. Okay. Um... I completely support that. Yeah. And I completely support you owning this vehicle until it turns to dust. Yeah. I completely do. Well, yeah, that's the plan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Turbo X, on the other hand, oh, no, that's different. That thing needs to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's not what we're talking about here. No. I completely support you owning this for the rest of your life. Good. And your children's lives. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I wouldn't be saying that if, if you didn't have the kind of day that you did. Okay. Yeah, the, that's just honest. Good. Right. Because good. I think I think your R thirty two is a an awesome second car when you have two children and a wife. Right. Yeah, and di- a diabetic cat. <sighs> I almost forgot about the cat. <laughs> Why did you remind me of the cat? Let me put a dollar in this. <laughs> Do you need your own swear jar? 
<laughs> for when I say something that reminds you of like a bleak outlook that you have. So anyway, the next thing on the talk about <laughs> list is Formula Effington One. Well, real real quick before we before we get off of this. Is it bad that when I realized that my oil pan was cracked that I was dreading talking to you about it more than I was talking dreaded talking about my wife too about it? No, I, you know, I, let me tell you one thing. Thank you very much for reminding you and for reminding me mm-hmm. and just simply clarifying I'm having a situation I just need somebody to be supportive. Right. I I cannot tell you how much I value that communication to me. Oh, that okay. that like really means a lot to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, for real. Thank you so much because Ian, we're buddies, man. Yeah. We're in this for the long haul, man. Yeah. Neither of us are going anywhere. Right. And I want to make the best of it. Yeah. Which will be around longer, you or the R32? <laughs> you know, only I'm, time will tell. You know, I'm a flighty bastard. <laughs> only time will tell. I think we're equally temperamental. You and the R32, or you and me? The, me and the R32. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? And we're obviously on the extreme ends of heights. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we have that in common. Yeah, you have uh, uh, clearance issues this way, and then <laughs> clearance issues the other way. Exactly. Get a lot of fucking cobwebs, man. <laughs> you guys just breeze <laughs> right under. Like, in well-trafficked areas. Yeah. 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 Airplanes and oh, uh, not getting, uh, not and, and low basements. Uh, fitting into a Ferrari is oh, something yeah. that I can't really do. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Ian? Speaking of Ferrari, <laughs> Formula One was back this week. It was? It was. And I know that's a surprise to you. So let me tell you about how I know when Formula One is on. Uh-huh. When I see you or JF Musall mm-hmm. tweet about it, and then in my booze bathroom while I'm on my phone, I'll go, shit, I forgot to set a lineup. <laughs> What's wrong, honey? Nothing. I did it again. I did it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, we are in the, uh, we, we play Fantasy GP on yep, fantasygp.com, fantasy mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a Fantasy F1 uh, league. Yes. And if you want to join us on there, you can. Our The code is 839 Eight three nine six eight six five. Guess guess who gave Ian admin privileges? Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, so he wouldn't be bothered with it. <laughs> so <laughs> I I don't want to get too much into it. The race was fantastic this this week. Uh, maybe not fantastic, depending on who you were uh, cheering for. But from like a action front to back craziness happening, and like it looks like the regulations really are allowing for more passing and more okay. following and stuff. Good. It good. was a really legitimate just car race outside okay. of the drama of F1 or whatever. Um, but I want to talk about our league for a second. Okay. Because a few things. Number one, uh, the, it was it was not a good week for a few people. Uh, Jesse in particular had a really rough week. Uh She's probably going to be upset to learn that you did not set a lineup because you oh, beat her. Oh, I'm sorry, Jesse. She had seven. She only got 77 points. I'm so sorry. It did not go well for her. That um, that means I just picked a solid team. Like my week to week team. Yeah, is I think is good. Yeah. Well, I had a good week to week team until the last uh, like three laps uh-huh. when 
both Renaults blew up <laughs> in points paying positions, and I had their I had that car, uh, and yeah, that would have been really good. Nico Hulkenberg had an amazing race. He started seventeenth and was in seventh when his wow. car blew up. Okay, yeah, it was crazy. Um, but the thing I wanted to bring up is I need to alert you to something <laughs> because you had your team name is my only goal is to beat Ian. Right. And I feel like that title now needs to be amended because I regret to inform you uh, that my father is also in our league now. As is my cousin. So my only goal is to beat the Peterson family. Uh huh. <laughs> no. And I will, I will state this again. Mm hmm. All right. If you play on our fantasy F1 team, yes, and you also change your team name to something along the lines of my goal is to also beat Ian mm -hmm. or something like that, mm -hmm. and you run it for the season, you have that name for the season, I will make and and send you a t-shirt. I am putting that out there. Okay. All right? Lovely. And and anybody that has done that and also beats you, Ian, uh -huh. they're going to get a T-shirt and a little special gift. Oh. Obviously, Is let's it some be- my clear coat? No, well, that <laughs> could, would be very funny, uh, but we're dealing with a limited and diminishing supply. This, this, the reason I'm hanging on to this is because it's like supply and demand, Ian. Right. You're going to need this someday. <laughs> Just the worst. <laughs> But you'll get you'll get a special little gift. I haven't figured out what it is yet, but you'll get something from me and uh and and a t-shirt. Okay. So please do that. Please do that. I want to see somebody change their team name to, the to my goal is to also beat Ian. This is this is like when I got people to compliment you on the internet. I know. Yeah. Let's Speaking move of it on. your birthday is not that far away. Let's move it on though. <laughs> because legitimately we have we have to get to Matt and his yeah. and, and his guest spot, which please stick around for that. We didn't need to spend all that time talking about my one of the little mic stuff. <laughs> auto show. You're muttering Ian. The twenty nineteen Denver Auto Show. We yes, went to it. We did. We went to the media day. We did, Ian. And uh and we did a walking tour again this year. Yes, we did. And we have a video of the walking tour that will be going up. It'll probably be up by the time you're listening. Yeah, to it'll, al it'll already yeah. be up by the time you're listening to this. I somehow managed to convince you. And I really have to thank you. You you really went out of your element to do something that was very embarrassing. Oh, extremely embarrassing. But because I was doing it with you and for I don't know why you agreed to do it. Ian strapped a GoPro to his head with me, and we walked around the floor of the Denver Auto Show with GoPros on our heads so you can see the show as we saw it. I feel like since the Longhorn video, uh huh, like there's ju it's shame just, is just gone. It's just who, like, my coworkers <laughs> saw it, so there's no point anymore. <laughs> okay. To anything. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. It was pretty embarrassing walking around with a GoPro on, on your head. I don't know how Mr. Regular does it. He does that all the time. He does that all the time. You look yeah. really goofy with a GoPro on your head. Sure do. And and we did have those interesting interactions of like the brand, like 
the brand reps kind of coming up to us. I was wondering how those looked on the video. Basically, it's like me looking at them coming up towards us and saying like, hey, uh, you know, let us know if you need anything. And then me looking at you and you just shaking your head into my camera. Also, (laughs) also, you move your head way more uh, than I do. So unfortunately, we're using my camera way more often than we are using- I'm a spaz. We know this. This is not new information. I told you I thought it was a bad idea. Also, I will say you posted a little clip of like me doing the hand claps. <laughs> yeah. On is that how much smaller I am than you? The wide angle lens makes it so much worse. It looks like I am uh, a uh, an oompa loompa standing next to you. You, I'm sorry. That's the, the perspective. The wide-angle lens makes it way worse than it let's, really is. Let's go with that. I like that answer. For real. And you <laughs> you know that as as a tall person, I don't think about this stuff. I don't yeah. think of you as a short person. I just well, don't. I don't think about your height. I don't. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't. I don't. I, obviously, I don't either, even though yeah. we, I'm assuming that we look very silly next to each other. <laughs> but because, um, you know, one's tall and slender and one's like short and stout. You're not stout, Ian. But like the 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 angle when I was doing the hand claps was really funny. It is. We do see quite a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Haven't but seen it yet. Anytime it cuts to your camera, you get this of me. Just like that's true. Yeah, it's, it's an the unflattering great angle. selfie angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that accidentally flipped my selfie camera around. Right. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the Ugh. next for the next podcast, I'll just put our cameras right down here. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I I love one of my favorite things to see on the internet is when people post up like the pictures that their camera has gotten of their dog, like <laughs> looking at the front facing <laughs> camera where like the dog's like skin is all like uh-huh. forward and everything. Yeah. I love those so goddamn much. Yeah. Every time I see one, just makes my day. Yeah. Yeah. Really anyway. Funny. Anyway. 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 So what at the auto show, other than me with the GoPro on my head? Yeah. Did you? Uh, did you like? I I really like sitting inside a Fiat 500. Okay, that was fun. Um, I really like the Buick Regal Sportback. I do too. I did too, and that was one of the ones we called out last year. Yeah, it <laughs> as a thing that we like. Well, it's a regional auto show, so yeah. we're not getting a lot of new stuff. Well, the one th- the one thing that we got that was new that I was really happy about was the the Mazda three. Oh yeah, the Mazda three that was great. Yeah, so all wheel drive Mazda three. If you want to see Mazda's press event, you can watch it on our YouTube video. Yeah, and I I think I really like the way the new one looks. I, yeah, I think we were talking about it, and I don't know. If we it's on the walking tour video or not, or if I just said it to you someplace else, but the rear like c- oh yeah, it's on the walking tour. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. yeah Sh- so like Scirocco, the c- you call that sh- or Corrado? Corrado, yeah, yeah. It yeah. kind of has some Corrado. It does uh, lines in the in the C pillar. I think it's a cool looking car, it and really Mazda's is doing an awesome thing because what they're doing is they're taking taking stuff that people would normally go to an SUV for, like all-wheel drive, uh-huh. and they're putting that in a small five-door car. It's almost like a lot of those CUVs are just tall hatchbacks, Dave. Huh, and they figured out that we can just put this technology in a car that people will have an easy time parking uh-huh. and get better gas mileage mm. and be just as safe and mm. as easy as it to maintain, mm. but the car wash stuff will still be way up high. It'll still be way too high. <laughs> 
still way, way too high. Yeah. I the my only gripe with it was that I don't think that they should have shown it in that color. I feel like that that is a very dynamic uh dynamic shape of a car. Yeah. And I think a more metallic paint would have uh shown it better. It was yeah. it was a touch muted and I think that effect was a, a tiny bit lost. Also, I do completely uh, uh dig half chrome uh Outlines, so uh-huh. the chrome on the bottom of the window sills versus the black on the top. Yeah, well done, Mazda. Well uh, yeah, done. I, I really like the way that car looks. Yeah, it's really cool and it's nice inside. And yeah, you know, typical Mazda inside. I'm yeah, solid I'm stuff, man. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, love it. And love I, I like the 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 ride too. Oh yeah, the Kia Telluride. Yeah, that was new. Um, there, we didn't get a an that event. was really we didn't nice get a presentation inside. or anything about it, but no. Uh, I was wondering what we didn't really talk about it on the walking tour. Uh, has remar- has cool taillights. Oh and, yeah, and it you're does. A, you're a taillight aficionado. Yeah, the I I thought the Telluride really had cool taillights. Yeah, um, let's see. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know. I did I didn't really focus a lot on taillights this year. Yeah, you you didn't. That's no. Normally, you're like go to. I'm gonna zero in on. The yeah, taillights. from like a design perspective. Oh, there's a Telluride concept. Yeah, that they were goofing around with. But yeah, no, I I think that I am. I'm at a point now with taillights where like the Honda Civic is just too much. Oh yeah, you know. And so I I'm I'm appreciating simplicity in taillight design now. Mm. You know. Um. Yeah, the Volvo S90 is something that has not stayed in as good graces with me as I thought it would. Really? And we did see the new S60, and it has the same taillight design. I like it, though. I, yeah. I still like them. I don't know. At least they're distinctive. They are certainly distinctive. Yeah. 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 I don't know. What about you? What's What else stood out? Um. The other thing that stood out, I mean, getting to see, sit in the GT4 Lusso, yeah. which we talk about later yeah. with, Matt, with Matt. Yeah, we got um, to sit in a Ferrari. Uh, that was pretty sweet. Um, what else stood out? I, I think what what stood out a lot to me was were the things that the car makers didn't bring. Let's talk about that because I think that that's just as important to talk about yes. as the cars that were there and the cars that weren't. Yeah, there was a lot of missing sports cars. Yes, like there there were there was a GT five hundred. The new GT five hundred was there. Yep. for Ford. Yep, but that was really the only sports car, other than like some other assorted. A couple Mustangs. Corvettes. Yeah, the Grand Sport. And well, I meant as from Ford. Oh, from Ford. Sure, sure, sure. So there was no the Fiesta, Ian. <laughs> well, but yeah, there was a Fiesta, but it was an SE. There was yeah. no. Yeah, it was like a rental spec Fiesta. Yeah. yeah, the only ST they brought was the Edge. Right. They didn't bring a Focus RS. Right. Uh, Volkswagen didn't bring a Golf R. Nope. They didn't bring a Golf R. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, so here's a GTI, but where's the Golf R? Crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, Toyota obviously didn't bring the Supra. We had a whole- Yeah. Whole Find f- the Supra. Whole thing on that. I don't think there was a full-blown M car. Yeah. There. You're right. There was not. There were M versions. Yeah. There was yeah. like the M Sport yeah. or whatever. Package M. Yeah. Um, but there, you're right. There was not an actual M. There was a ZR1. Corvette did bring a ZR1. Oh, Audi brought an R8 convertible. Yeah, you're right. They did. Yep. Um, but and Porsche wasn't even there this year. Right. Yeah. So there, there was just a lot of like 
sports cars missing from lineups. It was, you know, yeah, there was, really were, which was really pretty strange. I thought I it was it was this weird cascading scale of absences where I think that it was pretty obvious that like the new super wasn't there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When like that's not like like a, a Koenigsegg caliber vehicle. Like right. it, it shouldn't require like tons of special logistics for Toyota to get one there. Right. Right. And then I think that that kind of like bl- absences absences of that degree carried up to the manufacturer level as well. Like mm-hmm. Cadillac wasn't there. Right. Mercedes Benz wasn't there. Infinity wasn't Infinity there. Infinity wasn't Porsche there. Porsche wasn't there. Porsche wasn't there. Yeah. Right? Mitsubishi wasn't there. Hey. Yeah, I mean that's like four oh, nobody cares. Four employees in a light bulb, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they've all been moved over to air conditioners and televisions Absolutely. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of a depressing auto show from that perspective. Yeah, from especially from I think sports cars. Yeah, there was there was a a few notable things that were there, like the GT five hundred, the ZR one. Yeah. Um, there was a Civic Type R. Yeah. Um, and then the R eight. Right. But, but no Veloster N. Yeah, there was no N. Yeah, none of the N cars were there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was right. weird, right? It was weird. It was a it was a weird auto show, man. It makes me it makes me wonder what's what are the machinations behind this, right? Like Well, I think it's because these regional shows are less about the manufacturers and they're yeah. more about the dealers. Yeah. So you're exactly right. The dealer network here is the one that really puts this on. Yes. And so they're it's a total it's just a t- it's just a numbers game, and so they don't really have. Oh, there was an NSX. Oh, that's the NSX true. NSX was there. Yeah. We just always like black out when we get to the Acura booth, right? But like, <laughs> the, it's just all about like what are they selling the most of, right? And so that's what they want to show. But you know, you got to get people in the door, right? You know, and I, I think people don't come. People will sit in a RAV4 while they're here. Right. But nobody's like, I got to get the auto show so I can see the new RAV4. Right. It's, I want to go see the Supra, and then, oh, I'll go check out the RAV4, you know? You know what? I went with a buddy of mine uh, after we went, uh, mm-hmm. the day after, and he's he's an interesting dude. He, he wanted to go just to see all the trucks. Yeah. And so, like, as we would be looking for sports cars, he's truck hunting. Yeah. Right? And so he was there, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like that somebody like Cadillac, like the, this is just a guess. I'm assuming that the dealer network for Cadillac in Denver is just like, we're fine. Like, we're fine. Like, we're selling the same amount of Cadillacs. We don't want to put Cadillacs that are going to get farted in by the general public on the show floor, Mm -hmm. you know? Like we don't want a two year old throwing up in this, yeah, and like paying that money, and we're fine. And I I would assume Infinity is the same way because you see these vehicles all over Denver. Infinity and Cadillac are selling like gangbusters here. Yeah, I mean not like Subaru, but they set like you see Infinities all the time because we're constantly irritated about. Seeing a car, we don't know what the name of it is. <laughs> it's just a Q and then a bunch of letters. Maybe there's an X in there. Who yeah. knows? Maybe an umlaut. 
right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, this you is know? punctuation. Exactly, right? Yeah. They put a tilde in the name. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so I think they're probably just like, we're fine. We're mm-hmm. fine. People know where to go to, if they want an infinity. Right. You know? Yeah, you could be right about that. Yeah, that's that's real that was really kind of the only thing that I could take away. Like Mercedes Benz, Mercedes Benz is doing fine. Mm-hmm. Right? They just built that huge new dealership off of Colorado Boulevard that looks like a goddamn toy box, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah. They're probably like, we're fine. Mm-hmm. People know where to go to come look at a Mercedes. And like, so I, I wonder how much of it is correlating auto show public pedestrians to sales figures. Yeah. Right? Because that return has to be super low. Mm-hmm. Right? Especially for somebody like Mercedes. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. But for somebody like Honda, <clears throat> that's, and Subaru, mm-hmm. that number is completely higher. Absolutely. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. General public and market shares mm-hmm. anyway. But I'd say like the percentage of person that actually buys a Subaru after seeing it at the show versus somebody that would buy a Mercedes is different. Yeah. You know? Well, and the, I, but I mean, like the the pre purchase just life of yeah. those customers is vastly different anyway. You're exactly right. Because when you're in a position to pay cash for a Mercedes, they say, hey, take it home for a weekend. Exactly. You know? Right. Whereas when you're buying a Subaru, it's like, hey, let's go around the block. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Get them in, get them out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one, Ian. The Colorado auto, automotive landscape is odd, man. It's very strange. Yeah. Yeah, and we talk about it more in our conversation with Matt, um, which we are going to segue into now? No, not now. Not yet. I okay. still have an FMK car. Oh, that's right. You have an FMK cars. Okay. Yeah. Ian. Yes, Dave. Let me give you this FMK cars. We explain it later in the show. So if you want to hear a description, listen to it then. Perfect. Ian? Yes. Given the automotive maintenance that you've had to encounter, uh-huh. I think this correlates with one that I thought of while I was driving around today. Okay. And I think talking about the auto show, and one thing that I would like to say about the auto show is that I do enjoy putting myself in that situation where I'm around so many cars that it gets me thinking about more car things. Yeah. Right? So being in that environment, I think, is productive for us. That's true. And it was nice for us to see the manufacturer presentations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have versions of those up on our YouTube page. You can watch those. Correct. Uh, it Mystified by the Jeep Gladiator for use. You people love that goddamn truck. Yeah. Right? Jeep people, man. We're just going to turn this podcast into Jeep Jeep cast. And we'll be monetized in a minute. Yeah. I will say that that is a good point that you bring up about the auto show and like the mindset of which yeah, because yeah. the the other thing that happens too is that like I definitely exist in a car news bubble where yeah. like I pay attention to the car news that I give a shit about. Right, right. And I forget that like a lot of other cars exist. Yep. 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 And that people actually care about them. Yeah. And yeah. you know, people people care about the cup holder counts and yeah, and and that the Tacoma now has a power seat, which we talk about later. But all of that, you right, know, right, which is weird to me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. So like maybe um, four or five months ago, I just I unsubscribed from uh, 
Jalopnik, like on my newsfeed. Oh, really? Like I, so, I, like, I actually don't really read a lot of automotive news now. Oh, okay. Yeah, which might explain my poor performance on this podcast. <laughs> Whatever. No, I, I just, I'm kind of putting myself in that mindset of, like, there are going to be things that I seek out, and if I hear about something, it's going to be through, like, through the media or through the press that we're part of, but also through these other cultural avenues that we get car news from, mm -hmm. right? These tangential things, like from seeing them show up in TV shows and stuff like that. Not like, not necessarily like a Jalopnik article about it. Okay. You know? And so I, I'm just kind of putting myself in that position. And because I was, I was, I was, I, I was oversubscribed. Oh, okay. To things. And and it was at a point where I wasn't taking anything in. Mm. Right? Yeah. And so I, I just kind of did some spring cleaning during my digital purge. Nice. Does this DLL file bring me joy? Your <laughs> best joke you've ever said on the show. Uh and <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm not even like taking in that kind of car news anymore. Okay. Yeah. It's weird. Hmm. It's a weird place to be in. Yeah. Yeah, but that's where I am. All right. I know. Right? Hmm. Don't be mad at me. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Ian. Yes. This FMK cars. You have three cars. Three okay? cars. All right. You have maintenance that you must keep up on okay. in one specific area of the car. Do you want me to run the Google later? Nah, I got it. This okay. is going to be easy. Okay. Okay. So first up, I'm going to give you a... Uh, our buddy Steve that we did the like Colorado lap with. That oh, we, yeah, yeah. I saw the, him at the Ferrari thing uh, the, the other week, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, with uh, Chris. Nice. Um, he has a Z4 coupe, He right? did. He now has a, uh, a uh, um, 350. Uh, oh. Mustang, Mustang 350. Oh, cool. Okay. So, like, yeah, like a 2008 BMW Z4 coupe. That's uh -huh. what I'm going to give you for your first car. Okay. Okay. All right. On this car, um, mechanically, mm -hmm. you have to keep up on every single mechanical issue that it has. Okay. Okay? All right. So if it, and this is all, I would say this is all beneath the sheet metal of the car. Do I have an M? No. Okay. Uh, actually, yeah, no, I'm not going to give you an M. Okay, so like just the three liter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So... Um, I would say like if your if your windshield wiper goes out, like if your windshield wiper is messed up, mm -hmm. you leave that alone. If the motor for the windshield wipers is messed up, you have to take care of that. Okay. Like you have to take care of that personally. Per personally within a day or two. Okay. Like it's not so much and you know what? It's not necessarily personally. It's just that you have to address it, be be it professional or DIY means. Okay. okay? All right. All right. You can't let just like, oh, that, I'm just. I just live with that. Right. right. Okay. Okay. Got it. All Done. right. All right. Okay. Second car, I'm going to give you a um, Toyota, uh, the new Toyota Supra. Okay. Okay. Ian, mm -hmm. this car, all right, you have to keep up on the exterior of the car. Okay. To the same degree that we were talking about. All right. If it gets a paint chip. Yeah. A door ding. Okay. Windshield washer blade is creaky. Yeah. Right? You have to take care of that. Okay. Okay? Then lastly, Ian, I'm going to give you an actual BMW Z4. Okay. Okay? Like the new Z4 convertible. 
Okay. Vertable. I don't know how to spell. <laughs> Ian, I went to school in Missouri. <laughs> okay. All so right. I'm going to give you like the 2020 All right. BMW Z4. All right. Okay. So t- the two Supras. Yes. All right. And the BMW Z4. That's and a 2018. On, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, but on the on this one, the 28, the you know 2020, 2018, whatever, uh, on the new Z4 convertible, mm-hmm. convertible, you have to keep up on the interior. Oh. So a little bit of plastic brakes. Okay. Something like that. And for the sake of this, we're considering the convertible roof. Mm-hmm. Like the mechanicals and stuff, all of that included as well. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I am going to say I'm going to crush the interior. Okay. I feel like that's the most difficult to stay on top of. Uh-huh. And and everything else. Okay. I am going to marry the Supra with the exterior. Okay. Which probably sounds interesting coming from me with my paint situation. Yep. But the paint situation, in all seriousness, started um, like maybe six weeks after I got that car. Right. And it's no fault of yours. Right. It's not like deferred paint maintenance made that clear coat disintegrate. Right. It's shitty clear coat. It was literally the first rainstorm I went through and the clear coat started peeling. Um, And then... Um, the so that means for a day I'm gonna do this the older coupe and it's basically that was just a judgment call based on uh the new Supra is more exciting I think than the old Z4 coupe because okay. I've driven old Z4s I've never right. driven an M okay Z4 M but the the old Z4s uh, they they weren't that a fun to drive I didn't think okay I don't I've only driven a uh a convertible but. It wasn't that exciting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, the new Supra looks fun. It does. What would you do? You stay on top of that paint, Ian. Oh, I will. You stay on top of that I paint. I, you know, my uh, 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 put-offedness mm. of convertibles. Yeah. I think the interior would be the thing that would drive me nuts the most. You're right. You know? Cause, and it's also the most plasticky stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, it is. Yeah, I think I'd kill that, and I think I would probably marry the older BMW Z4. Okay, and keep up on the mechanicals. Yeah, and for a day have the Supra. Yeah, I think keeping up on mechanicals, mechanicals is the most satisfying thing to do, mm-hmm. and even if it's not the easiest one. Yeah, but it was the the difference in the cars that set it off for me. Nice. So, yeah, nice. Ian, Dave, I'm sleepy. You know what, buddy. Now we should do that thing where we drop in Matt's episode. Oh, we should do that. Or so, Matt's interview. Yeah. So coming up is going to be uh, our our talk with Matt Pilgrim from Pilgrim Motor, Cre- Motor Press. Oh boy, um, Pilgrim Motor Press dot uh, com. You should definitely go to that. Yes. Uh, we talk more about the Denver Auto Show and just being a journalist in Denver and his crazy history uh, being actually smart and in the automotive uh, industry. Yes, an is, automotive engineer's take Yeah, on cars. Yeah, he knows a lot more about the car industry than we do. He does. Also, I just want to call out real quick, Henry left us a voicemail. We're going to play that next episode. Perfect. Yes, Sounds I wish good. we had time to get to it. Yes. Because it's a good one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. Good, don't. All right, I won't. Okay. All, All right, right, Dave, I love you. When, when uh, in like 10 seconds... 
Matt's just gonna be sitting like Mike right over here. Right over, right yep. over here. Right over here. Right over here. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. But not bye. Just stay here because Matt's gonna be here and we'll still be here. I, I'm shutting it off, Ian. Oh, okay. All right. And cut. <laughs> and now through the magic of television, we're joined by Matt Pilgrim of Pilgrim Motor Press. Hey, everybody. Hello, Hello. Matt. <laughs> Glad to be here. So we know Matt from being in, because we're all legitimate automotive Professional journalists. Professional automotive we journalists. We pay dues. <laughs> Don't. Don't let our secret out that, that that's all it takes. <laughs> we had to be accepted. It yeah. took us two attempts to get accepted. <laughs> what, what was the first application? What did that look like? Uh, just a nope. <laughs> just a yeah. burnout video? Just Please n- let us drive your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then for the second one, Ian had to watch me pee. I don't know why that. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. Well, but he says we passed, so yeah. yeah. So we know Matt from the Rocky Mountain Automotive Press. You're one of the first people that we met, and like we instantly kind of gravitated to one another, given our tastes of cars and yeah. things like that. And I think when you see somebody pulling the e-brake of a uh, new Nissan SUV, you know, into a parking lot, that uh, <laughs> it that's was a pretty good. It pretty was the good. only good part about that <laughs> Nissan Rogue drive. <laughs> It was the only good part. That's the basis for fast friendship, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 I figured that sort of thing was encouraged among <laughs> automotive journalists. I and mean, now it... I find out that people think it's strange. <laughs> it really shows your, your real feelings about that car. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to find ways to make that fun. And, and when it comes to the extremes like that, yeah, it's time to see what else is out there. Maybe. Yeah. See what else you could hop into. Yeah. 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 So we uh, um, give us give us how long you've been in Colorado and how you came to uh, be part of the automotive press in, in uh, Denver. Yeah, so uh, being out here in Denver, I really uh, came to love Denver when I, we used to come out here for high durability or uh, high altitude testing for durability when I was at Honda R and D. So I uh, got to experience a whole lot of stuff, uh, spy photography, um, like my, being uh, on the other end of it. Yeah, being on the other end is is not very fun. Uh, really? Yeah, but that, I mean, there's there's all kind of a little bit of the background backside of uh, some of those spy shots that you see, and some of them are they don't come about in very legal ways. So uh, it's it's interesting, but being on that side of things, you really get to learn how uh, it operates, why the decisions are made for a car to be a certain way. Um, there's it's it's a lot to learn, and then also on the manufacturing side of things as well. There's also resistance. You know, we can't just all have. Uh, the latest and coolest tech, it has to be verified, it has to be out there sure, and tested, right. uh, which is, you know, what, what, not to segue too much out of the question, but what is happening with Tesla is they've really changed uh, sort of the outlook of um, selling a mass production car. Uh, they've actually, um, I, th- I think what they do is they, they put a car out there with a lot of unknown tech, you know, maybe they right. have some, some sort of, yeah, and they let the market tell them what needs to be changed. And we saw that recently with the upgrade and their performance of the, the Model 3 uh, long battery, the biggest battery, is that they s- decided that they would give some more juice based on the data that they saw coming in. So all of that stuff, I think, is is absolutely very cool. Um, you know, just what is in, what's involved with creating a car, uh, the decisions that it makes to come up with a final tuning, 
Um, every every little detail is scrutinized. I can tell you that much. Okay. Uh, especially when it comes down to weight, cost. Every single detail is is you know up up for debate. And yeah. so uh, there's it is a, a difficult industry to work in at times. Um, it's generally based in the Midwest, which doesn't right. always suit everybody. Um, but being able to understand that and have that background and have that appreciation, it makes it more exciting to really get out and test these cars and be on the other side of it where, uh, you know, instead of just hearing about how awesome a, a press event went or, uh, you know, just seeing how much funding is kind of put towards the marketing teams, um, it's, it's pretty fun to actually be on the other side of it and really just get to enjoy the mass production experience, um, understand what the different car companies have in mind as their priorities uh, every car car company is so different that's what really makes it exciting especially right. these days where we'll have uh electric cars that can go 300 miles um and then we also have the new one ton ram that has 1000 foot pound of torque i mean we're just it's crazy all over the spectrum and advancing in every way so I, I think, uh, you know, early on, I always had that passion for cars and the mechanical side of things, how things worked, uh, why. I asked why a lot, which is always a good question. And then just kind of turned that into a career. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to join in, meet up with you guys and really be a part of the, the opposite end of the, the spectrum as we're evaluating cars, but from a consumer standpoint. So it's it's pretty fun. It, I, I, I <laughs> smile every single time I get to yeah. get, get in a car, go to these events. Um, it's, it's really cool. You get to talk to the, the manufacturers. Um, uh, you know, you, you can ask them certain questions. Of course, they're always going to come back and say, you know, we can't talk about future products. It's, but a, it's a weird, like, tete-a-tete yeah, they, dance. Yeah. 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 So with those relationships, you know, you start to grow. You start to understand some, some future products coming down the line. Um, you know, I, I, there's rumors now with the Tundra coming out in a few years, and I think we got the uh, pretty much, yeah, that, that's going to happen. Um, of course, we don't know anything about the powertrain, but, uh, you know, just talking with the Toyota reps, while we, while we have that opportunity, uh, you can get a sense of what things are coming. And it's nice to know that Toyota isn't leaving behind the full truck size market, which, you know, was kind of the thought once they did their their quote-unquote second generation of or third generation of the tundra yeah right so. well so what matt's talking about is we were just at the denver auto show and we actually so you know we're out here in denver so we don't get right. a ton of interaction with uh with manufacturers and so when we do we we like to try to glean as much info as we can capitalize on it but the the one thing that i thought was really interesting out of the toyota presentation at the at the media day for the auto show was um them talking about the TRD lines for yeah. sports cars coming out. So I'm assuming that means a TRD version of the Supra. You would think. Right? Yeah, yeah, you would hope. And then or you an M Sport. <clears throat> <laughs> you would you would hope that there would be uh, a good support for TRD, full on TRD, full on suspension tuning, and maybe even some engine tweaking. Because they did a toy a Toyota Corolla. They did a TRD Corolla a couple I know, of years ago. Yeah. So like we we can use these brain cells for better things. Right. right? Yeah. I'm assuming that means super. I really want it though to be a a super fast Yaris. <laughs> <laughs> like I yeah. mean, I'm being I'm being completely serious. Yeah. That's what they should do. That is. Yeah. It'd be fantastic. You know, they used to sell the superchargers, so it's not out of this world no, for TRD not. to come in yeah. with some more power. Right. Well, yeah. and I mean, they got to kind of come back at. You know, I mean, well, Ford is kind of leaving a hole in the market by uh, 
taking the fiesta like not doing the fiesta anymore right and hyundai is kind of coming in with all of that with all the end stuff yeah so you would think ah, it might be a good opportunity for them to to kind of get in there with a really small car absolutely yeah, yeah it's whether or not you convince the bosses that it's worth all that development time and yeah. effort it's yeah it yeah. sounded about, good when i was saying it, it <laughs> i just I, thought of that i totally agree yeah <laughs> but your background kind of gives you insight into the conversations that happen that make all of these things manifest themselves I mean, I, I I wouldn't go that <laughs> somewhat more than Ian and I. And but also, you said you were lucky to meet us. Wrong. Like that's the first. Right. We're keeping a blanket port corrections thing up. No, wrong, wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, but it, it is always funny to see what uh, car companies will spend their time and, and energy on. Uh, you know, when the truck market was huge, they they just. Yeah. The Tacoma is basically the same as it's been for for a decade now and the, they advertised the Tacoma getting a power seat, right? Yeah. That was weird. That was insane. It's 2019. Yes. How do they not have a power seat in the Tacoma? And but but at the Demorado show they were like, "Guess what, guys? We just figured out how to make fire yeah. and also how to put a power seat in a truck." I will say that I, I do find it really, like, I, I find it personally frustrating, the the some of the presentations at the Denver Auto Show, that they're all geared towards, like, a caricature of, like, who lives in Denver. Yes. And it's, it's a little frustrating that we only get, like, here's our new off-road capability. And right. Here's our, you know, and I know that we get, we have a lot of that stuff or whatever, but... There are enthusiasts who live here. Right. Like, there's a pretty big car scene here, sports car scene. Yeah. Absolutely. It's weird. You can sell a rear-wheel drive car here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Or, you know, a fast front-wheel drive car. Yeah. Ford, maybe bring one of them. <laughs> so so give us some other takeaways from your time at the Demorado Show. Did you go back as a pedestrian, or were you only there as press? Uh, so uh, the night before, I did go uh, as press, and I was able to kind of experience the floor on my own. Uh, you know, during the auto show, the uh, manufacturers they set up a lot of time for us, and uh, that that te- that schedule is pretty tight, and the time goes by very quickly. So it's already at the end of the day by the time you realize that you haven't checked out some other uh, manufacturers' areas. So um, I I did get a, a chance to get into the new Evoke, which oh yeah, uh, I thought it was it's they did a good job. It's definitely a step above the current one, um, which you know they. You could argue that they created this this unique, stylish, small U.S. Uh, CUV um, off-roading kind of lifted up styling. Yeah, that's that's been followed by the GLA and uh, I don't know, maybe the the X4 or so. And what's funny is that I really like, I do like the styling of the Evoke in particular. Uh huh. But I hate all the rest of those cars <laughs> that have tough. followed, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 tough, you know, especially for the Land Rover aficionados or the the real enthusiasts of the old school Land Rovers oh, sure. to see where where it is right now. But that's just a sign of the times where we we have to have more efficient vehicles, we have to have safer vehicles, and honestly, to to make the money to develop special SVR. Uh, off-road, more off-road themes vehicles. We there does have to be that 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 Cayenne uh, right model that yeah. lets us have all those GT fours. Yep, the big one that brings the boys to the yard, yeah. and then we <laughs> we spend the rest of the money on the, on the little fun ones. Yeah. It's like an actor doing you know a, 
a comic book movie so they can yeah. go to an art house. <laughs> yep. Yeah, just look at Sam Rockwell's career and, yeah, and you exactly. have Range Rovers <laughs> or Porsche's strategy. Yeah. One for my accountant and one for me. One for <laughs> yeah. my accountant and one yep. for me. Yeah, that's how yes. that works. Yes, I'll do a Charlie Kaufman movie <laughs> right after this Marvel movie. And mm. it by no way reflects what we stand for. So. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so did you go back as a pedestrian or, or were you there? So we, we might, I might need to figure things out better uh, next year why she was a little bit upset that I didn't take her to the uh, open press night beforehand. Mm. So, uh, oh, the gala? Yeah, yeah you should have totally yeah. brought her to the gala. Well, I brought my friend who I also used to work with at Honda. And uh, so it's kind of our, our experience. We, we just get to go and gotcha. we just kind of look at all the door mirrors that we can that's what <laughs> yes that's that's is that uh, was that your your specialty was door mirrors uh yeah we rotated around so we were in uh the exterior side of things so uh oh, the okay. the 2012 uh or 2014 the mmc of the minor, minor model change of the honda odyssey has some of the best mirrors that, because that, that of you, around. Matt. That's because right. of you. That's right. Nice. Okay. The NSX. Those are uh, courtesy of my friend. No he, way. He designed those mirrors. So yeah, those those are pretty nice. How how far out they stick, but they have very little vibration. So it's uh. That's super cool. This is <laughs> awesome. I want to do nothing but talk to you about well, mirrors from now on. Yeah. And benchmarking other supercars is kind of hilarious with the stuff that they get away with. It's pretty interesting. So. Yeah, there's there's nothing like a like a Honda or Acura sports car. That's it is truly a Honda or an Acura. Right, it's, right. It's still, you can't just put away all those values. You've got to make sure that those get incorporated into the design. So are there are there like modern cars where you see the door mirrors and you're like, what are they thinking? Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. what what's what's your worst? What's Matt's list of worst door mirrors 2019? Where you just want to snap them <laughs> off and like yeah. find the, the engineer's desk and just like clean, like wipe it. It's like the equivalent yeah. of like a, a grammar teacher like uh-huh. r- running around in the world with a red pen and just yeah. like fixing things yeah. on menus and shit. Yeah. Right. Coffee is for <laughs> coffee is for door mirrors that don't wobble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's some 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 features out there where uh say for example, there's some GM products that have the uh the turn signal that's integrated into the mirror, well, you, it still shines into the driver's eyes when it's mm. on at night. And yeah. uh, it's, to have a LED orange light flashing at you when you're trying to look into the mirror to see what's behind you if the mirror, if the lane is open, is it seems counterintuitive. I feel like GM's like lighting exterior lighting department they're just all on crack because because <laughs> there's that, and I agree with that. I've noticed that too. But the um, the thing where when you when people will like will hit the unlock button on their car and it turns the backup lights on oh. in a parking garage. Oh, that's the worst. It's terrible. Worst. Yeah. That makes that makes everyone else's day bad. Yeah. yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Is this yeah. guy backing out or not? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's been like that for years now. Right? Yeah, it has. It's been like ten years at least. Yeah, I may or may not have submitted a uh, NHTSA complaint against that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, That's do you fantastic. need me to pixelate your face on this uh, podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why you live here now, because exactly. you're not I welcome had to in Detroit away. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah there's a couple like excluded. UAW <laughs> workers with like some tire irons. Yeah. yeah. That pilgrim guy is not allowed back in this part of town. Yeah. He knows what he did. Yeah, you see him fix his lug nuts, if you know what I mean. Yeah, fix them real good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Was there okay? So back to the motor, uh, the auto show. Was there anything there that you were other than the evoke that you were really excited to see? Uh, let's see what I was really excited to see. Um, I was excited to see the new Explorer. It's it's really going to be. I didn't know they brought the new Explorer. They did. Maybe, they just didn't talk either. about it. There was one. It was just on like the closed off round display. I don't know why um, they didn't make more of a deal of it because hmm. that is going to be one of their best selling products. Yeah. I mean, aside of course from the obvious, but yeah, uh, the the Explorer Plus is such a huge departure from what it is currently. Uh, switching huh. over to a rear wheel. All of the police interceptors, they get hybrids. Uh, there's plug-in hybrids that are going oh. around. So they're going to, they're really going to hit the mark, I think, when they come out with this, as long as they can get all their quality issues with the turbos figured out. Huh. Um, I think that they've been having a long time yeah. issues with those. So it's, it's just a tough market with, uh, you know, expectations of technology has got to come out faster and faster, especially uh, when the market was down and prices were high for gas. Yeah. It was get these technologies out there really quickly. And uh, I, I think we saw some quality issues in the market from that. So does the Explorer get uh, like a detuned version of the Raptor engine at all? Is it the same I don't, block or anything? I don't know if they're going to get that 3.5 they had, but that that's like a high output. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. Maybe in their... Uh, or their ST line. Yeah. We didn't see a presentation from Ford. No. Did no. We didn't no. really spend that much time in, no. in the Ford area. We, we were just mad we couldn't drive the simulator. We went to, yeah, we went oh. to the King Ranch, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that they had the uh, integrated uh, straight back exhaust integrated into the uh, bumper, or at least the bumper has those cutouts, kind of like the Ram. So yeah, I just don't. I, I haven't. It's interesting the pickup truck market because you have some people or some companies that will mm -hmm. stay with what's traditional, but other areas they'll say, "Okay, this competitor is doing this. That's a let's integrate that. Let's let's see right. about that." So when we were the tailgate right now is the big thing. Yeah, yeah we were talking about the tailgate wars, wars of yeah. 2019. So when I first moved over into the exterior group. Uh, you know, we're we're always proud of the the Ridgeline at Honda and an uh, underrated truck, I will say. Yeah, the, I mean, just as the, a truck, I'm the truck half of the podcast. <laughs> it's true. Being I'm get, from Missouri, I give shit about them. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> I, I was like the Ridgeline. I was like different trucks. I was like the Avalanche. I was like the Ridgeline. Uh, and so you throw a unibody truck out there for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna think it's cool. Yeah, and and the the, the technology that that enabled them to do um, to put in the huge. Uh, trunk in the bed yeah that's a big deal it's waterproof um but their their main uh, i think shocker to the market was that tailgate that's where everybody else could have done this everybody else uh has been researching that you can see that in the patents that you know companies because they file a patent doesn't mean that they're going to go that that direction so that's one caution to the crowd like whenever we see oh yeah gm or ford they just patent this well they patent stuff all the time. Right, it's, right. They you know, have to. When, when I was researching this stuff, GM had had so many different patents on different tailgate designs of, uh, you know, nothing quite like this, um, which I did have the chance to, to play around with. And it, it's, it seems very complicated. Um, You're talking about the GMC one? Sorry, yeah. They're working on the GMC yeah, tailgate now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, 
they did a good job executing it. Um, it'll just be interesting to see how it holds up in the real workaday world. Yeah, like if you're if you're gonna kick through that like Bluetooth speaker grill, right? Yeah. yeah. So that that Bluetooth speaker grill, it, it looks really cool, and I can see it, you know, being great in a tailgate. But for example, uh, if say you're loading uh, some sheets of plywood mm-hmm. on that one, I'm not sure if you can one to the left. Yeah. So. It it asks you to f- kind of fold it down and then flip up this this like load stopper is what yeah. the, the GMC guy told us. It well, was. by flipping up that load stopper, you're suddenly exposing every single buttons and speaker grill to whatever you're putting on there. So it's yeah, yeah it, it it did seem pretty. I don't know. I I was I was disappointed that Dodge didn't bring one of their split. Yeah, yeah. Me this too. this guy up here. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was really hoping that we could do like a little thing on the tailgate wars because Ford did bring their like integrated footstep one and the Raptor yep. had the integrated footstep thing. Uh, so it would have been cool to do a, like a little thing on, on all three of them. But yeah, I think the GMC it's, one is is cool, but man, it's really kind of like funky to use. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not intuitive. And also um, that handle looks very inappropriate. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah. The, the flip up handle. Yeah, I just Ooh. see somebody accidentally. integrated dildo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a class exclusive. You have to hand it yeah, to them. That's that's what makes it so first, expensive. First in class automotive pleasure device. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were all thinking it. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, it, like like you're saying, it, it is it is executed well it's a super heavy but thankfully it comes with the, the assisted torsion bar in there to help lift it but it's it seems like a lot is going on right and i don't know that that's going to be a real selling point no matter how much they're trying it it really seems like they just put a lot of effort into the tailgate because that was just an area that was kind of open for right. further technology yeah a, um, a lot of can not so much should Right, right. I mean, I, I, I love Honda. Um, their new Ridgeline has that in audio system that's integrated into the bed. They figured out a way to put these capacitors on the on the bed lining, um, which is indestructible. Doesn't dent. It doesn't cut. And no matter, you can drop a tail a toolbox on it. And all those commercials that they did, mm-hmm. uh, you could do that to a Ridgeline. It wouldn't. It wouldn't scratch it. So. Oh, nice. Uh, but anyway, it's. A nicer execution in the ridge line. Uh, you're not going to be able to break any of those capacitors that are just uh, bolted to the the inside of the of the bed rails. So that's what's producing your noise there. It just seems like, okay, that that was a great idea, and that kind of I think was a big selling point for the top of the line uh, ridge line. And to see the speakers just kind of tossed into the tailgate of right. the GMC, yeah, seems. Maybe like it's, it's definitely not as integrated into the original design. So yeah. you start to kind of notice some things that aren't quite as integrated, and you start to kind of well, you know, what was this just kind of well, we've got this space here. Let's put some speakers. It definitely seems like that's gonna break at some point. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So I want to know what the parts costs are gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the tailgate's parts. like the first thing you get damaged, right? Yeah. On a pickup truck. It's oh just, yeah, just yeah. Kind of rear natural. bumper yeah. tailgate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So one one other thing that we were talking about, I know you have to go pretty soon, so I wanna get I wanna get this question in. So you're more focused on like the nuts and bolts of the car industry, like how things work and you know, um 
from from your previous life in in R and D. When you're on this side of it in the press, how do you react to uh, like the lifestyle-y aspects of there you go. of how cars are marketed? I mean, that's 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 where the money comes from. So I I absolutely agree and a hundred percent say if you put an engineer in that role, <laughs> you might not be selling very many cars. So we would, there has to be somebody there that can really sell the car to mm-hmm. to the market. And, you know, it's, it's up for the engineering team to understand what that original concept is going to be and make sure that can be executed. But, you know, having a consistent message all the way through is is not always a guaranteed thing. Uh, sometimes it can change midway. But uh, it's... And also sometimes the, the imaginary customer can be so elusive uh, that... You know the the just this market. unicorn that's out there. Yeah, the ZDX it just never found that target customer right. that you know that that we thought was out there. So uh, it's it's an absolutely crucial role for you know what we do and how the automated auto manufacturers communicate that to us. So that's why at any of the time that we get to be one on one with the with the rep- uh, representatives from the manufacturers, that's. That's really great. I feel like that's when we're really able to get away from just the the PR spitouts that yeah. you know a lot of people have access to, and then we can really get into the nuts and bolts and you know what why is why are things like this mm-hmm. and yeah you know then then you really have an understanding and appreciation for you know what's what it really took to come up with this design, what sort of compromises were made to have this sort of feature or this sort of space. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. The marketing thing is so, is so highly visible. I think from Ian and I's perspective, it's just, it's easy pickings when it comes to critique, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I, I think that there are examples of individuals that do it right and, or just don't mess it up. Right. Like, I think we talked about it on our, on our walking tour, like Subaru. Yeah. yeah they, they have it nailed. But so, somebody like Mini or Volkswagen, mm-hmm. it's all over the place. Yeah. You know? I think I, Volk, I'm sorry, I think, I interrupted. No, you. you're fine. I was going to say the exact same thing. I think Volkswagen, to a lesser extent, that mini, that mini booth was craziness. Yeah, like, it was artisanal, created, curated bullshit. <laughs> it was like somebody took their Instagram feed. Yeah, and just made a booth out of it. Right, because in the same booth you had a race car, uh-huh. you had a classic mini and a phone booth. There was like a you Dakar had- uh, picture of like a Dakar thing and like some like off-road bits like there was a big rock there that yeah. you were supposed to crawl over. The the folding bicycle that I did a wheelie on. Uh-huh. It may have not done a wheelie on. You and attempt it was a wheelie attempt. Yeah, wheelie-ish, wheelie adjacent. <laughs> no uh, sweet jumps or anything on that? You know, the tires were flat, otherwise <laughs> oh, I would have. Yeah. yeah. Um and then the car that says, What's your safe word? Like whoa! And then they yes. had a thank you. And then they had a bar in the back. <laughs> yeah, and then they had like a private club. And the thing that let you into the club was you had to tell them your safe word. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. How safe is it at that point? <laughs> right. That's just poor opsec. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> it jokes. <laughs> it jokes. <laughs> It is always yeah. it is always interesting to see, especially as like the the years change. Uh, just what's how how the market is reacting to certain things, what's working in the market, and then they'll change their 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 roles and their mentality. So, what's interesting, uh, for example, with the uh, 
the truck industry, um, MPG is still a thing, even though uh, you know price of gas has gone down. That's kind of a, a message yeah. that's that's stuck around. It it really didn't come on. I feel like until you know the four dollar five dollar gallon of price. Right. Uh, gallon of, that was the tipping point. Yeah. Well, but, was, but still, that's still not that long ago. I think people remember. Yeah. I was yeah. wondering if you just know? people are so like people are not so necessarily aware of the high price, but just aware of the volatility. And so they just might be catering to, they might be marketing more to to people's understanding of how much things can change day to day mm. versus an act, like the cost of gas day to day. And it, yeah. is, it is neat to see some of the newer technologies coming into the pickup truck uh, segment as far as powertrain goes, uh, mild hybrids. Yeah, I think that's just a guarantee. Within the next three years, we'll see a a, a hybrid truck, or a, a more so than the e-torque that's available with the Ram currently. Yeah, uh, I think we'll see a more legit, full-on hybrid. Yeah, but I want they, an electric pickup truck. What they call it, we'll see. Uh, I think yeah, the pickup truck market. I think that they were trying to shy away from calling the Ram a, a hybrid. I think they're trying to really hit on the. Yeah. E-torque mm-hmm. yeah. terminology. Hybrids for city folk. We <laughs> right. don't have none of them out here. Yeah, that's exactly it. Right? Like, it's like dog whistle marketing. Yeah, that's exactly right? what it is. Well, I mean, that's what dog marketing is. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one giant dog whistle. Yeah, that's all it is. And with yeah. the, uh, I remember, I mean, talk about names. Let's talk about marketing and names. Pacifica, <clears throat> when that came out a few years ago, that yeah. was a, an un, unloved vehicle before that, the Chrysler Pacifica. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that five-door yeah, whatever uh, it was. Based yeah, it was on uh, the... one of my very favorite uh, automobile reviews, yeah. automobile magazine reviews. Uh, one of the best headlines ever in automotive journalism: the Chrysler Pacifica, sorta terrifica. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> of, co- of course, you yeah. gravitated towards that review. Based on the unloved Mercedes R Class. Yeah, if uh-huh. anybody lo- remembers that. Then oh it's, yeah. Uh, oh, we talk about that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I saw one this week with temp tags. What? Oh, okay. Wait, yeah. Let me know if you ever see one of the AMG ones. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. that'll be a story. But yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, talking about uh, bringing back names uh, in the new, in the headlines these days, it was big at the auto show was Blazer. Yeah, yeah. Especially interesting Ugh. because the Bronco's coming out. So if you say somebody, hey, I'm in the market for a Bronco or a Blazer these days, yeah, uh, completely different vehicles. Right. The Blazer thing just like it it irritates me, and I don't, I can't, it, I can't tell you why because I'm not like. A huge fan of the Chevy Blazer from days gone by. Right. I don't really care that much. But, but you are somebody who does take heritage into consideration on a routine basis. Right. Like, like Chevy goes through all of this trouble to make up words that sound sort of like real words for their car names. Like, because that's what all of their cars are. Acadia. They're, they're all just national parks. All they're the all yeah. sort of like real words, right? Like Camaro yeah. and right. Blazer and Corvette and like all these other words. They're not really real words. So why not just make up another one I if know. you're not going to make it look like a Blazer or be like a Blazer? I, right. It's so strange. I, I I told Ian like what was your line about like. Not seeing it because it blazed right past you. Oh, yeah. Because there's nothing to make it stand out. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I was in, uh, my wife's family is, is from Michigan. So I was in Michigan for Christmas and I saw a blazer, like pre production blazer driving around. And I had to stare at it for, <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, probably like two, three minutes to try to figure out, like, what am I looking at? Right. Like, it looks like, I thought it was like, is that a Mazda? Man? Right. Like, it looks like every other car in that right. segment. Right. If somebody told you Blazer, you said, no, no, no. No, that's not, not it. Blazer. That's not it. No. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. It just seems like a massively missed opportunity to me. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know the answer, if, if you were asked that, the answer would be, well, it already has, like, name established and everything. Right. But... For a different vehicle, right? It's right. Completely different right. vehicle. Yeah. I mean, it's the same as the Eclipse, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a slightly less egregious <laughs> yes. version yeah. of the Eclipse yeah. Cross, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, the names. I'm glad uh, there's there's parts of the market that are making big progress. I mean, we've got uh, Lincoln going back to actually using names that we can all associate cars yeah. to. Yeah, instead of MK, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we're in a weird era now with Lincoln where, like, some of those cars are on their show floor, but some of them aren't. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, you see, like, the when you get hired to, like, when you get when you're supposed to train your replacement at work, the person that's like been hired to take your job, uh-huh. you know, like that's what the MKZ has to be doing right now, right? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Wait, yeah. which one was the MKZ? I, yeah. I don't know. I just know that that is one. Yeah. It starts with an M, ends with a letter. Honestly, but that, honest, I know you're a fan, but like that's how I feel about the Acura range too. Like, yes. Gun to my head, I cannot Ab- tell you absolutely their full range of SUVs. Oh my God. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And hey, <laughs> in, Infinity was not at the auto show, which is a whole thing that we'll talk about sometime. Yeah. But their naming scheme can just jump off a goddamn bridge. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. impenetrable. Oh, guess what? They're all going to start with a Q. So then why do they start with anything, Infinity? Yeah. They start with Infinity. That's what they start with. It's essentially a leading zero. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Unnecessary. I yeah, whenever yeah. I write down the number ten, I always write zero one zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you do. Exactly. You got to do that. <laughs> yep. Leading zero. I write it like my bank routing number, just like six <laughs> zeros. <laughs> that's how all the that's how the infinities are now. The Q Q Q Q Q Q Q Q fifty. Yep. L. X. <laughs> well. Uh, oh, 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 go ahead. Oh, go I was ahead. just gonna say. Unfortunately, that like that. Uh, shenanigans that's going on in Infinity is happening close to uh, Chevrolet or Cadillac with their, uh, their engines. Yeah. Well, so we've got the the names, of course. Yeah, we're finally learning a CTS. Thank goodness that was a great product. Everybody pretty much understands what that is. It's been yeah. around for yeah. a long time. We've got the ATS. Is DTS around? STS? I mean, those, those were back in the day, <laughs> right? But... Well, but I, now it's I, the I CT6 is the one above yeah, the CTS, right? That Which makes sense. Right. And I don't even know where, where they are in their lineup anymore. So the numbers are better than letters now. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, I, I did read that they're going to uh, sort of take on uh, Jaguar Land Rover's role where they're using numbers for their... To, Indicate how much power yeah, the, that yeah. is making. Audi's doing that too. Okay. Like, yeah, okay. Because yeah. the e-tron that was at the auto show was badged to fifty-five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which so, I actually appreciate because, like, yeah, like the five thirty-five BMW has no correlation to anything anymore. Like the thirty-five part of that absolutely doesn't mean anything right, anymore. Right. When it used to, but and it's, yeah, yeah. Tell somebody you had a five forty, and mm-hmm. either you get like a super awesome reaction, or you just get like a oh, right, okay, reaction. Yeah, because they knew it's the V eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I mean, it's, it, 
I'm 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 great with that. I think that's an easy way to go, especially with hybrids. I mean, just, that's how we got into this whole issue anyway with the Mercedes. You know, changing their numbers, BMW changing their numbers. It doesn't represent necessarily mm-hmm. output anymore. It doesn't really represent the size or displacement of the engine. But we just need to make sure that we're all working on the same uh, number scale. Yeah, we're, we're all either using imperial or metric, <laughs> right? All right, then right. we just—I mean, if we don't, we just hey, I've got six hundred. Oh, you've got six hundred. I've got six hundred five. Right. I'm, I'm going to call mine the six oh seven. Right. And right. it's just yeah. like what? I have nine hundred random units of power. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I have seven thousand other kinds of random units of power. It's like McLaren's lineup. They're uh-huh. fantastic, but there was there were. Two five seventies. There was two five seventy S's. One was a spider, and one was not. Right, a, a six hundred. A six hundred, which I didn't know LT. was a thing, and yeah. then a six thirty. No, the seven twenty. Seven twenty. But then there was there's the one that was missing was the six fifty, right? Right. Yeah. Is that the one that was missing? Yeah. I think that's the only one, right? That's yeah. yeah. And they all look the same. Yeah, I think the seven twenty is easy to tell apart. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I, mean, I walk up like to Ian. <laughs> right. I walk up to I'm not, right? Yeah. Uh I walk up to every McLaren just going, "Is this a P1?" <laughs> With somebody t- just in in the parking yes, lot just screaming. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Siri, is this a P1? <laughs> well, but they also really don't badge their cars very much except for like on the little sill on the way down. Way yeah. down, yeah. So you got to get up in somebody's grill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Like, just t- yeah. Want to see what just, car this is? Yeah, looking at your logo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I like them. I think they're cool. Yeah, yeah. no, they're great. Yeah. So we got to sit in the GT4 Lusso. Which was super cool. Yeah. Uh, oh. The Ferrari that was there. Really? Yeah. yeah. The guy was like, oh, you're pressed. Here you go. Yeah. I don't know. He was hey, getting ready for the show. On I'm opening up some of these cars. Let me know if you want to sit in them. Yeah. And we, we were like, like yeah, yes, please. He doesn't know we're just podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, we sat in that, and I didn't realize, I didn't know that they were doing two versions of that now. So they had yeah. the V12 all-wheel drive one, but the one that we sat in was the twin-turbo V8. Uh, rear rear drive. wheel drive. Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. I did. And it's only three hundred and eight thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. I didn't. I like. I knew they were doing a V eight version. I didn't know that they were doing a rear drive version. Of I that. didn't know that either. Yeah. It's crazy. And uh, I mean, that car is beautiful and amazing, and I want it so so bad. Now that car has an interesting all wheel drive system where the front differential is just like a two speed. It's a transaxle, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's not ideal, but uh, look what they were able to package that into. So yeah, once again, compromises, and you have to understand. <laughs> yeah, V twelve shooting brake, you can do whatever you yeah. want with if the front you, axle. You gotta cut a couple corners yeah. for this to happen in in the, yeah. our timeline. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. But the the V eight was crazy because there was yeah. there was nothing around the front axle like That's there awesome. was like the front axle and then you like took a step and then you got to the engine <laughs> yeah yeah it's <laughs> back there uh-huh. yeah. yeah it was super cool yeah yeah so but yeah I we uh, anytime you're at a press event Ian and I are always very happy to see you there right we feel like we have a kindred kindred spirit in the automotive press oh well, likewise. Likewise. Yeah. Well, before you before you go, because I know you have to get going, um, I do want to do I do want to play a game of FMK Cars. FMK Cars is the game that Ian and Dave play on the Team Clearcoat podcast. 
it's based on the classic game, Fuck, Mary Kill. But instead of playing it with people like awful people do, we play it with cars. In the scenario, Ian's going to give Matt three cars, and he's going to have to decide FMK. F means you drive it for a day. That's it. K means you kill it. You crush it. You don't get to drive it at all. M, you get to marry that thing. It's your daily driver. That's your ride or die, boo. Correct. All right. What do you got for Matt, Ian? So these, this is the straight ahead, uh, straight, no chaser. So uh, Dave, take the magic internet machine over here and just point it to PilgrimMotorPress.com. Oh, there we go. Okay. Your your very own website. (laughs) And we're just going to do the the last three reviews that you've done on Pilgrim Motor Press. So it's going to be the Ram 1500 Laramie Longhorn. Now I'm I, I want to stop right here. I want to yeah. because I am very confused about something. We spent a lot of time with that truck and we got uh-huh. to do a review and a very silly video about it. Um I am very confused about the Laramie part of that. <laughs> is that officially part of the title or is it not? Because we've heard it both ways. I have no idea. Right? <laughs> this is this is Ian and Dave's gotcha journalism. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, do you have a Laramie or a Laramie Longhorn? I thought you were oh. the expert, Matt. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> yeah, he just like unfurls a clipboard. All right. Yeah. I just yeah. really there, don't I just really don't there, know. There're just so many trims. I don't know. They just they just added the word longhorn onto it and well, all of a sudden it's like sublimited. It's a very expensive truck. Well, I, nice the longhorn much. is the is the the basically the package with the the leather craziness and okay. Yeah, all okay. of the uh, the 17 different woods and a live rattlesnake biting your face. Yeah. But the Laramie <laughs> seems to like come and go in the marketing and even yeah. on the build thing. Uh-huh. When you first select it, it's not the Laramie me Longhorn that you select, it's the I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> it's just, it's <laughs> the not Longhorn. The Longhorn. Like, we're not going to solve this, Ian. We'll we'll get to nuclear fission before we solve that. F- fusion. 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 We've fission, got. We've fission. got it. That's the one. That yeah. one nailed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So the next one, 2019 Buick Envision Premier 2, also known by my father-in-law as the one they build in China. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this Very They true. had one of these up at the ice <laughs> at the ice driving experience, and yeah. everybody's like, yeah, that thing's garbage on the ice. <laughs> just don't drive it. So it just sat for a while. <laughs> oh, you should have gone and done some donuts in it. <laughs> I was waiting for the Challenger. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then lastly, the Toyota CH-R Space XLE. That's right. Wow, man. So it's is tough to do FMK on these. Uh so because they're, they're all they're so great. So great. <laughs> they, My sister has a CHR, it's a garbage car. <laughs> I drove it at the press event so last year and it was awful. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a car you definitely need to spend more time into. Uh because the powertrain right off, I mean, you're dealing with a very tiny engine <laughs> with the horrible CVT and yeah. off the line it is just absolutely ridiculously slow. Yeah. I would still rather have that than uh a uh, um, what do you call it? Rogue Nissan Rogue. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, you know, like once once up and away, uh, the ride was really good. Um, it's it's got some nice styling quirks in it, which I th- it's uh, I guess once you factor in the Toyota uh, mm-hmm. a portion of it, then it becomes a little bit pretty impressive. Um, with you know they they push their boundaries a little bit with that design, so it was fun to see. Okay, all right. 
So what, what do you think? Oh. You gotta, you gotta kill one of these. <laughs> I really, ho- I really want you. After you did that long soliloquy about how great the CHR was, we we're like, but no, I'm gonna crush. Yeah, I'm murdering <laughs> yeah, that, that car. That thing and is I would going feel straight off a cliff. No remorse. <laughs> no, you'd have to push it though. Um, <laughs> so the Buick, the Buick was a tough one. Yeah, it was a tough one to really, to really get behind. Um, and I think they're <laughs> the current rebates that they have on the Buick are or evident of that as well. Uh it's it's a very strange strange car. Um it rides smoothly. Mm-hmm. It has a this one it was a uh, very expensive version Premier uh, 2 yeah. electric boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> so it it came with a lot of features including the more powerful engine. But who 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 is this car for? Um you know, do you need that much power? Where does this fall against its competitors? Uh, it's about the same size as, say, a, a, a CRV or an RDX, but it pales in comparison for interior space or just all-out refinement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, taking a look at that dash panel, that looks straight out of the early 2000s. Wait, yeah. were you drinking a beer while you took this photo? <laughs> no. That, see, I poured the beer into the can, and then... <laughs> That's <laughs> it's wine in a diet coke yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it, you're right; it does look straight out of the '90s. Yeah, you, you take good, uh, great pictures. You take though, great pictures, Matt. Oh, thanks, iPhone 10. Hey, <laughs> it doesn't matter what tool you use; it gets the job done. So it's it has interesting features, um, thoughtful touches here and there, and then it also has some very lacking integration of some other features. So, right. uh, is it's, that it's an okay car? Is that but enough to make you murder it out I, of the three? I think that would just because I would miss that car the least if it was okay. no longer here. Okay. Okay. I, I have would... relatives like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that leaves the Ram. The Ram and oh. the Toyota. Yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta choose which one are you gonna marry. Oh yeah, which one's gonna be your daily driver between and then, the Ram and then and the... you and then you drive the other one well. for a day and you gotta tell a little story about what you're gonna yeah, do. Yeah, what a day. you're gonna do for a day oh. in a car. Well, I mean I if it kind of tough, tough here because this Ram was what sixty six thousand yeah. dollars, and the CHR is maybe twenty three. Sixteen bucks and a firm handshake. Y- yeah, there you go. Uh, and on a space, throw that in there, and they'll throw in a couple. You can of wheels. you can grade on a curve if you want. You, yeah. these are there are really no rules. To so this game. <laughs> I I mean I, the the Ram was absolutely wonderful. I I honestly could find very very few flaws in that. Uh, they, I miss the, the smell of that car. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Everywhere yeah. you look, there was yeah. full on nice supple leather. Yeah, nice stitching. Oh, it was great. Uh, I mean details just everywhere, and this yeah. is this is specific to this you know more uh. Uh, horse themed or cowboy themed lineup, yeah. uh, but the the details on it, the the bronze goldish rusted looking trim was just awesome, and the detail that's yeah the put filigree into the, yeah yeah I mean all of that stuff takes time in design, and it takes a lot of effort for tooling to get that put up and and just to make it look as good as it did, and it all looks really integrated. All the touches are all throughout. There's really really. Very, very few points to complain about. Um, I think there's just a, uh, a very aggressive throttle pedal, which isn't always a bad thing. But uh, I didn't mind that at all. Yeah, everything I thought was was great on this yeah. truck. Um, yeah, it wasn't overly done. There's some some vehicles that might just take the the ranch theme a little too far, but I thought they I thought they held it back. You know where they needed to. 
Um, and then they, they really put in the effort where where they saw an opportunity and where it made sense. So you're going to marry? I'm going to marry the Ram. Okay. Okay. That means you get to spend a day in a little Toyota. In yeah. the CHR. What are you going to do for a day in the CHR? I would find the hippest, coolest, funkiest place uh-huh. and take that car there. And leave it. And leave it. <laughs> and no, leave it. yeah, you shot this in an urban environment. There's it. a lot of murals. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. It 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 is a it's a funky car. And I, you shot it in cool. front of uh, your your title photo is in front of uh, hipster food court. The, the hipster they, food exactly. Court. Very yeah. hipster food court. I mean, this car just oozes it and yeah. it makes you want to do stuff like that. So. If uh, if that's your thing, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, I was, I was just so impressed with with uh, the the pushing of the boundaries that Toyota did with this car. Um, you know, mechanically, like I said, it's slow. It's two wheel drive. It, uh, it overseas they sell a hybrid version. Uh, we didn't get a clear answer at the oh, auto really? show about why they don't do that here. Hmm. Um, but it's it's just a good all around car that'll get you from a to b no problems no questions asked and it'll do it with some style and would some you creative your space. money buy that rather than a civic no i would i would buy the civic okay, okay. yeah because it's okay. the same platform right uh oh the the corolla well, that's, yeah that, honda to toyota that would be yeah. that would be tough this that's a toyota, toyota. <laughs> <laughs> corolla Corolla. <laughs> Corolla. We'll fix Christ. it in post. Uh, I'm not taking that out. That's staying in. Yeah. That's staying in. That's how much I think about this car. <laughs> I forgot what company. Yeah, what do you it. what do you think you would do? Corolla or that? <laughs> I, I would Yes I would, and I would probably do this over the Corolla. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just I mean, it is a little bit more practical. It's got that uh higher driving position. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a sports car, so you're not really gonna gain a whole lot by being lower to the ground. Right. Uh, it was it was very well equipped for the price. Um, I'm trying to think about what what some of the features that it was lacking. I mean the you're not you gonna, called you're, out no cubby space for your cell phone. Yes, that is a huge. Thank you for reading my own writing, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but that just drives me crazy. I mean, in today's world, we see it even when they do put a little cubby in there. Like say my iPhone 10. Or oh the, I, yeah, I've got a seven plus, so I yeah, got the big plus, mirror jam. Yeah, yeah. It, it already doesn't fit, and then yeah. therefore the car is technically it's out of date. You yeah. can't you can't put your phone anywhere. Just and that's assume the same I'm going to be holding an iPad to my face in two years <laughs> and make a copy for that. Exactly. Yes, this is Dave. <laughs> it requires a chin strap and two hands. Also, my core is getting totally shredded holding this up to my face. What radiation? What what lump? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So. Well, everyone needs to check out your website. It's very well thought out and very artistically put together. I really like it, and and I'm very thankful that you're. I I I was gonna call. I was gonna insult him and call him one of our peers in the Denver Automotive. Press. <laughs> that would be oh, an that's insult. That's absolutely yeah. true. <laughs> insult. Oh no. Yeah. So absolutely, everyone should check out Pilgrim Motor Press. And uh, well, Dave's been uh, teaching me a few things on video, so maybe we'll we'll toss up some video here and 
the, awesome. the near future, but it won't nearly be to the quality of Team Clear Coat. So I, I'm excited to see your creative voice go into a new medium. That's what I'm excited for. We'll see. We'll see how cringeworthy it is. Yeah. Hey, you gotta write a bad song before you write the stone cold bangers. You think you think the Beatles' first song was Obladi Oblada? No. Wait. I'm sorry. Obladi Oblada is my favorite Beatles song. I'm sorry. This podcast is over. <laughs> We're done. Friendship canceled. We will talk about that later. Obladi Oblada is a great air. song. Knock the mic over. <laughs> Storm out. You just pour water on the, <laughs> your beer on the mixing board. <laughs> yes. Okay. I am the walrus. Cuckoo, cuckoo. That's all right. We don't all oh, start man. with that. <laughs> Matt, it's been lovely having oh you here. Gosh, I know you, you were so supposed much. to leave like 20 minutes ago. Oh, no. So. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank yeah. you so much for coming. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Bye. <laughs> Ian, Dave, and now Matt has disappeared. <laughs> we, <laughs> the blanket fort has consumed another human soul. <laughs> That's what keeps it running. Or he actually has things to do. Right. And, and had to leave. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, has but, a life beyond us. Yeah. But thank you very much to Matt Pilgrim. Absolutely. Uh, for coming on the show. Definitely go check out his website uh, at pilgrimmotorpress.com. He is also on the media social. Yep, up on the Instas, everybody. Uh, on the Instas. Yep. Pilgrim Motor Press. There we uh, go. Go check him out there. And then um, our stuff. Oh, I think he's doing Pilgrim Motor, Motor Press call, uh, underscore Denver as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, could be wrong. Yep, there we go. Oh, that's Pilgrim the Motor one Press you want. Underscore Denver. Follow that one. Yep. Yep. Um, and then uh, our stuff, if you liked this nonsense, yeah. teamclearcoat.com. Yep. On the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the things and the places and the guys. Call the hotline. Mm-hmm. Ian, what's that hotline number? It is 720. You got that part right. Five. Uh-huh. Nine. Nope. One five one three five 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 one <laughs> seven two zero five one five one three nine one. Boom! Nailed it. <laughs> Almost first try. Flawless. <laughs> <laughs> so if, like Henry, uh-huh. you see something and you need to say something, call the hotline. Call Send the hotline. us your FMK cars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, TeamClearCard at gmail.com. All those places, all those things. Oh, God, Ian, I need to get the outro music. Oh, well, I'm going to say while you do the outro, Uh I'm just going to say that we love you. Yes. And um, thank you for listening. Was that long enough? Did I stall for long enough? You did. Good job, buddy. Sincerity is for stalling, right? (laughs) That's That's the only reason it should ever be deployed. I agree. Oh, that's the intro. <laughs> Good we love, we love you everybody. Nailed it.